everybody and welcome to this week's episode of What You Think. And lo and behold, 63 episodes later and one year later, and today, we yeah. have achieved an anniversary. And we have a multitude of things to talk about. And actually, we're thinking of changing the format. And it really was mm. upon reflection. We wanted the show to reflect the title of the show. This show isn't what you like, what you don't like, moments and questions. This show, oh, that hit too close. Oh, this show is called What Do You Think? And we are going to talk about what we think. And we're just oh, going to shit. give like general points rather than have to just, you know, us like, oh, I, I, I like the action. It's quite good. We're just going to give our points on what we think on stuff. Anything and everything is on the floor. It can be short. It can be long. Say your piece and move on. And I am joined by two individuals who have stuck with us for, stuck, stuck with me for 63 episodes. Monsieur mm-hmm. Zhang and Mademoiselle Fez. Hello. How are we doing? Good. Bonjour. Time. Very good. Let's move on. Today we're talking about <laughs> Obi-Wan, Miss Marvel. I thought of having quick thoughts, but maybe we'll just say that for the end. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I'm oh, sorry Jurassic World Dominion um, <laughs> you're getting it wrong <laughs> Fez and Jang have watched that and yes it's our one year anniversary um, maybe I'll just kick off with Momo's quick thoughts I keep on telling people to watch the show and I can't recommend it enough everyone should watch Apple TV's We Crash it stars Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway Anne Hathaway mm. gives an excellent performance Jared Leto's still kind of doing funny accent so i guess he's like yeah we work you know that sort of thing but house of gucci if you like it check it out i really like stuff that kind of makes finance jargon interesting so if you want to watch uh, sorry you're going to watch a show about startups how people lose 47 billion dollars in market value ipos check mm-hmm. that out i think apple tv is truly showing that it is a play in the streaming force because it has some really good shows the morning show defending jacob this one ted lasso i'm going to start on severance and the next quick thought that i have to start off with is this nothing made me happier this week than finding out that lady gaga is might be in joker 2 and it might be a musical oh, yeah. i am i don't care about many people but i really like lady gaga as a singer and as an actress i've been there since the star is born i watch house of gucci because of her fez did it for another reason it's to do with uh kylo ren i think that <laughs> she is she if she doesn't win an oscar for hold my hand i am personally going to riot and i don't use that hyperbole uh what is it liberally and yeah, just her in Joker 2 as a musical to me is just, this is perfect. I know Fair still hasn't watched it. I highly recommend you check out Joker 1. Not exactly an upbeat film, but probably worth watching. And with that, does anyone have anything to say about We Crash? Has anyone checked it out here? No? Nope. Is anyone excited for Joker 2 and it's a musical? Enough. Nope. Okay. Let's Enough. move on with Obi-Wan Episode 5. Woo! The show is back, baby. Talk about a comeback. I absolutely love this episode, but I'm going to pass it off to Fez first to give her thoughts. And I'm going to ask a central question. What do you think of this episode? <laughs> um, honestly, it's quite all over the place. With the parts I love and there were parts that were inconsistent. And I am actually the opposite of you. It's going downhill for me from this from last episode onward. It's really going downhill for me. But the things, yeah, sorry, wait. The things I like, um, I actually like Reavers and Obi Wan's interaction. I didn't expect it, and I didn't expect Reaver to be in a way. Momo, you are kind of right that she was one of the children, but one of the children when Anakin was murdering pe- children in the temple, not the 
be getting one card. So you're kind of right and kind of not right at the same time. She might have been there. She, no, might have, she probably was in the beginning, I think. No. No, the beginning was like after like Anakin became Darth Vader and he wanted to take over like the rest of the temple, right? No, no, I think it was all in one one place. One oh, temple. really? I, I assume she just went walking and then like, oh shit, it's Darth Vader, you know? I don't I'm pretty know. sure it's the same kid. You could see, we, we pointed it to the only black child in the, what was it called, during the opening scene. So I think, uh, yes, yeah, the same time, sorry. But I'm curious to hear what you didn't like. Oh. Well, one way or another, you're right. Um, I am quite that she is kind of scared of Darth Vader and also traumatized from her past, which is quite good. Um, ooh, the part which I freaked out a lot was when Obi Wan said, "You're not bringing me to him. I'm bringing him to you." That one I freaked out so much, and seeing Obi Wan has confidence, it's so good to see. Um, I love also the montage of Anakin and Obi Wan and how like and how it kind of reflects Darth Vader's and Obi-Wan's like present thoughts and tactics and ooh oh my god I love oh god you could tell what my like my notes has deteriorated when this is literally what I wrote when I said oh my god when Anakin was like haha I got your weapon he's useless I won and Obi-Wan said victory blind you Anakin and then Obi-Wan did Taekwondo Anakin and Anakin <laughs> takes the lightsaber wow powerful <laughs> that's how I would describe the scene. wow powerful <laughs> that's how I would describe the scene that in that episode but I just love how they show that the past self is still their present self if that Although I like those parts and about the episode, I did not like how the storyline was very flat. Flat. I felt it was quite limited and hollow, as it was only focusing on escaping to the ship, and I did, it definitely did feel very anticlimactic to me. Like, I mean, the character development and depth for Obi Wan is fine, but I think there was potential to definitely do more because I think so far very subtle and too implicit if that makes sense and I have questions because I'm really confused like why the ending can someone explain to me the ending of this episode like what, what this piece what did Obi-Wan sense did Luke why is Luke showing I don't know that that was very confusing to me but yeah that's I what I thought of Obi-Wan episode 5 oh, um should we go with Jang first let's go with Jang first yeah what do you think let's go <laughs> what do you think um <laughs> yeah it's funny to hear what you think because that's but uh yeah um i'm more with fez like this it's not i'm not vibing with it i'm really not vibing with it i was expecting a setup so i had pretty low expectations so when um when hayden came out and uh at the end when vader was was uh, going crazy and glorious that was that that was the two parts that vibe with me but just like fez the whole thing was just them trying to get off the planet you know escape and i'm just there like, mm-hmm. and we know like lola was the reason that uh you know they couldn't open the hangar doors and everything so like uh seeing leia go in there i'm just like lola's just gonna come out like there was nothing really um like exciting until vader came and he was and then he fought reva and, and how he was just tearing through stuff without having to take out his his uh, lightsaber it was like Ooh, very nice. And uh, yeah, it's it's very nice to see Hayden back. He, he got a bit old. 
No, he is like, old. Yeah, yeah, he's old. Like, like when he turned, I was like, "Ouch! What happened to you? What happened to you, man?" But yeah, yeah, like um, but it, it wasn't that. It's just a small thing. But it was very nice to see them. Like, you know, just... aged like a fine wine, rather than like, oh god, you crumply, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, mm. like yeah. Crumpet, so yeah. yeah, and then just seeing them battle it out was fun, and the end was good, and. I'm just like Fezzo, so why are we looking at Luke? There's probably yeah, there it's they're definitely setting up. That's the point, TV. but uh, okay then. Inform us what 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 yeah, does this inform mean? Us. What does this should mean? I tell that? Should I tell that first, or should I say that later? Should I give my piece first? Because I I'll give your piece first. Yeah. I I personally thought this episode was amazing. I I thought it was back on form. I was I judge how good an episode is by how giddy I am throughout, and I was giddy throughout this episode. I'll say this like the first like upon ten minutes of watching the first ten minutes, I tweeted on the What You Think Twitter account. Now this is a Star Wars because I actually really felt the urgency here. You know, like oh the sort of. Unlike the last episode where just like, they start putting the Benny Hill music, the, you know, the chicken run music, the ta 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 where they're going around the whole Fortress Inquisitors like, yawn, this has no stakes. But this one I felt like there were some stakes, especially because they put Vader at the forefront, you know, you don't have those idiots running around. So I, for me, this episode was what I kind of wish the Obi-Wan show was more about. And they leaned into, like, I wish they got Leia out in episode two. Like, okay, you can go. Obi-Wan goes, you can go back to Alderaan. Here, Haja will take you. And then he has to deal with Vader because the cat and mouse game between Vader here is exceptional. Like, I was riveted the way, he, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend yesterday. He quoted the Hunger Games. It's like moves and counter moves, you know, and the way that the flashback was integrated throughout the story, I was like, this yeah. is actually really well done. That's good. Uh, yeah. Before I go on into what I love more, I'm surprised by some of the weird choices in this show, and I think chiefly some of the cinematography is wonky as hell. And what I mean is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, the shaky cam, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like especially when they were trying. Sorry, when the Empire first breached them, and what's her face, Tala died. I like that scene. I was like, oh, that's sad. I kind of liked her, you know. That's a bit sad. That's a bit sad. But oh my god, the shaky cam here was unbearable. Right? Like <laughs> at some points, I was like, whoa, hold it, hold it, like just steady I, I i get it's supposed to add like to the franticness and all that but at a point i was just like i can't see jack shit sometimes and also the music i think it's just kind of lacking you you would think they pull in more star wars themes but yeah whatever uh, i do hope they pull in some good tracks next week but for me the highlight of this episode is reva obi-wan and darth vader i really like because mm-hmm. obi-wan's a bit of a prick and i mean that in like the <laughs> nicest way possible you know he is the negotiator like in the clone wars movie he like trolls and stalls for time by sitting and drinking tea and he does kind of the same thing with riva and riva is kind of a means to an end here so i like seeing that sort of cheeky side of obi-wan uh i I did like the scene where you finally understood but i really wish they did delve more into it you know like reva is evil from a different path in the sense that she's so consumed by revenge and that's what makes mm. it a Sith you know what I mean mm. uh, I, I keep wanting to go into my theory next week but I'm I'm gonna hold it hold it but obviously the last bit where Darth Vader versus Reva that might be some of my favourite Star Wars I've, I've, I think I've rewatched that clip on YouTube every day it is wow. so it is so good like it is everything you kind of want from Darth Vader the way he's just trolling her the way he just throws yeah. that lightsaber and it's like <laughs> 
Lila, you know, and he just dodges do- the disrespect. I'm like, that is Darth fucking Vader. And honestly, the Grand Inquisitor, I kind of wish he was in the show more because the way he pops out at the end made me so happy. Just his the performance by Rupert Fiend is something I didn't expect that I would like because I really do like in the Rebel show he's voiced by Jason Isaacs who is Draco Malfoy's father Lucius but I, I just love his moustache twirling aspects and I think if they this show feels like almost two shows in one they could have done like the whole Inquisitor show as like a Game of Thrones sort of thing where they're vying for power you know like hello third sister my hatred for you has given me strength to live I'm like I'm so giddy okay but uh, also, I, the more the show goes on, I kind of, I'm like, I wish this was a movie. I think, you know, or just mm-hmm. more focus on the cat and mouse game, and it's not just the, mm-hmm. the what is it, Saving Leia show. Because I think Fez hits the nail on the head. This show, I think the strongest episode is still episode one, because that is yeah. what the show that we were promised, and Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi, this damaged individual, you know, as he uh, undergoes sort of the trauma and everything. And I feel like, the show almost skims on the surface like way too much like the scene with him and Reva like you, you're you not gonna kill him aren't you Obi-Wan the ideas there are interesting but they're never fleshed out mm-hmm. and it almost feels like they just were like ah oh, make it six episodes on Disney Plus but the padding is just not there and they're not utilising the medium of the TV show very well so honestly mm-hmm. unless next week's episode is like amazing I would say overall I am quite disappointed with the show just mm-hmm. because I didn't think they fulfilled the potential and the thing is you can already see that they're already there yeah. you know what I mean yeah. they, the ideas are there and it's kind of weird they spent this long and they still didn't crack it completely but I do think Andrew Stanton maybe had something to do with the writing because um, the interesting thing is before the show we were kind of praising Deborah Chow as like woo because she did really good episodes of The Mandalorian yeah. but there is some weakness here especially in some of the two but you guys understand what I mean by this show is cheap as hell right yes like too. that spaceship where it was taking off looked wonky. Yes. That looked cheap. No, and it's a minor nitpick, but whatever. And it annoys me that Disney couldn't throw more money to this because you're fucking Disney. But it's the fact that they've just reused the same location as in the flashback for Anakin and Obi Wan. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As oh, in, oh in yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they just yeah. like, oh, like uh, couldn't you show a different part of the temple like no money is it just, okay we'll just make it but it's daytime now and like a minor <laughs> nitpick one thing I really like about Coruscant was there were a lot of things flying in Coruscant but there seems to be nothing flying here which I'm like meh whatever but oh my god seeing Hayden and Obi-Wan back with the vibes yes. okay here's what I think is going to happen next week Vader and Obi-Wan going to fight obviously yeah. Qui-Gon's going to probably come like use the force Obi-Wan Press the buttons, as we talked about. And this is how Luke's going to factor in, because Kumail Nanjiani, I don't know, suddenly decided to leave uh, that hologram. is like, oh, there's a boy, Luke Owen, right? Reva is going to go to Tatooine for revenge. It's like, I'm going to kill the son of Anakin Skywalker. Ah, you know what I mean? Because if I can't kill Anakin, because, oh my God, one more thing about Reva, she was giving it 130%. To fight Vader, Vader was giving like two percent. <laughs> like just uh, <laughs> that, I don't, I don't know. That I just really enjoyed it. But it's gonna be like this. So Obi Wan is gonna fight Vader. And he's gonna run to Tatooine. Like, oh no, the boy's in trouble. I felt it. I felt it. You know, panic, panic, panic. And then Reva is probably gonna go on her way to like, what is it? The the last homestead they call it the the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, Reva's on the way. Like, I'm gonna kill. What is it? I'm gonna kill. Uh, what's his face? Luke Skywalker. Bah. And then, but we want's gonna. There's two options, but I don't know which is which is gonna happen. The first one is like, Reva, you must not lead with hatred. 
hatred has consumed you to make you a Sith. Oh. You are going to kill this boy. You are going to kill this boy like Vader killed your friends. No, 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 no. And then Vader's going to be like, oh, yeah, you're right, man. And she's going to be like, I'm going to head out and then Reva, spin off. I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out. Good talk, Obi. Good talk. I, she's going to piece off. That's option number one. Option number two is going to be something very similar to Darth Maul and Obi-Wan in the Star Wars Rebels show where, okay, for context, oh, oh, Maul yeah, yeah. is basically, he's, he's been hunting Obi-Wan and he senses something like, why is Obi-Wan on Tatooine, right? And he realizes that Obi-Wan is there to protect Luke. And Obi-Wan basically just kills him in like one lightsaber swipe because that's how cool Obi-Wan is in that show. And basically Maul dies. So Obi-Wan kills Maul to protect Luke Skywalker. So that's option two. Like Reva's like, she's so consumed by her hatred that she's like going to go ham, you know, like I'm going to kill. But then Obi-Wan's going to be like, I must do what I must. And then you're just going to see like Obi-Wan go boom, boom, boom to Reva. Mm-hmm. And then Reva in her dying breath is going to be like, Avengers, Obi-Wan, you know? And he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll tell the secret, like, that boy is our last hope. So I see happening. I don't know. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Question. No, no, but then what, what about that, that epic Vader versus Obi Wan yeah. fight? That, they fight, huh? lah. They fight in the big. So, wait, you remember they said in the episode, like, no hyperdrive or something, right? So, uh, knowing Obi Wan, Obi Wan's gonna, like, stall for time and be like, Okay, I will go fight Vader. Like, there will yeah. be a rematch. Mark my words. If there's no rematch, I'm boycotting the show. <laughs> I said yeah, that last week, but there is. I would bet a billion dollars that there will be a rematch, and then Obi Wan and yeah, Vader yeah, is gonna fight. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. And then he's he still has to head back to Tatooine, ma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how good that fight is, but I will say that I was worried in Episode Three that the fight might not have the action spectacle that I'm expecting, but over here in this episode, mm. uh, you know, the Rebel V Darth Vader, they proved that the spectacle is there, so I really hope they dial it up to a thousand next week and just go ham. But yeah, did anyone have any questions about my theory? What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that? I mean, they're great theories, but I honestly, personally, don't think your first theory is gonna happen. I, course, I, oh, they're talking, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, I don't think that character is going to show up. I think, yeah, I think, I don't think the first theory is going to happen. Secondary, possibly, but I'm at, at this point, I'm just tired of theories, to be honest. I'm just going to see how the show goes because I will, am expecting disappointment. Woohoo! I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Expect disappointment and you'll never be disappointed. But, Jang, what do you think of my theories? <laughs> I, I just want to see Vader and Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan go fight. That's, that's all I want. <laughs> like, you can end it however you want. I don't care. Just give me a good Vader versus Obi-Wan. And so it's not all for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, no. I have to say, though, your theory, your theory is clever. I mean, it is clever and creative. I think it could be a potential, it could have been a good ending, but are the writers going to do it? I don't I know, think I mean, so. I don't see any other way, honestly. I mean, it seems like the most logical thing because obviously Reva's going to head to Tatooine now because the setup is there. They're not going to hold that off. And Obi-Wan definitely senses something. But I just don't know what path is going to happen. Are they going to kill Reva or are they going to keep around? It's like, Reva, don't be consumed by hatred, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 I just love making fun of that the twin sons bit, but... 
No, does anyone have any expectations for the fight next week? Like, I know Jeng wants to see Spectacle. How about you first? Is there anything that you care to see? You're like, oh, that'll be nice, you know, next week? Or nothing, really? I just want to see Obi-Wan back on his feet and, like, as confident and as sleek as he was, like, when we saw him in the prequels. Because so far, when he's been fighting, he's been very weak and, like, very fiddly and not confident. So I, as much as the jump is going to be very big, in the series and now he's suddenly confident I do want to see him confident now when he uses his lightsaber to fight so that's what I'm ex- that's what I need from the big fight confidence from Obi-Wan confidence Jang what is it that you want from the episode from the fight oh. the rematch of the century as they call it this is like a very small thing but I love it like in especially in like uh, Rebels or like in the video games where they somebody cuts Vader's mask and you can see his eyes so like you know so that they can like have like a a stare down they're just like holy shit hey Anakin you're inside (laughs) get some of the safe eyes you know yeah get some of the safe eyes yeah exactly I'm gonna take it one step further I want Darth Vader's mask to go off like oh yes the whole thing let's go because I mean you got Hayden back so you might as well right yeah I agree that would be oh, yeah. nice, I feel. Like, just for that different, like, ho, 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 you know what I mean? Look at what you made me. Burn. The only thing that I want is I want more talking. Like, I really, like, I've talked about it in episode three, especially the beginning, the fight they have. And, like, in episode three, I love that they pepper some dialogue in between, like, I have held you, Anakin. I have held you. I don't know that you know I'm flying fake over so I really hope they chat a bit more and not just go like dung, 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 you know what I mean but <laughs> I think I have semi-high expectations maybe they're saving it uh, I don't know just in general I do think this show isn't what I thought it was going to be and it's quite sad because I do think it started out really strong but it seems it can end strong but eh slightly wasted potential but as a Star Wars fan uh, kind of used to everything hurting anyway let's talk about surprisingly a pretty good show that no one expected next Miss Marvel episode Two, I literally only have two points, but honestly, this show is really good. But I don't find that it's a show that I sit down and watch. Honestly, it's more like something that it's it's more of a TV show, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that as a problem. Like I think I was eating a snack while watching it, or like eating cereal or something. Or yeah, something. I was having lunch and I watched it. Uh, <laughs> and there's no knock on it. This this is how I watch most TV shows, like whether it be We Crash or Ted Lasso. Like I don't sit down for most things, but. Uh, I do have a few things I want to expand on later, but I'm going to give it to Jang first to talk about Miss Marvel. Yeah. What do you think? Ania. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's just a good show. Like, it's just good. And you're right, it's, it's good just to leave on while you're, like, I don't know, eating lunch or, like, just snacking or doing something, you know. It's just, it's light and easy, you know. The animations and the cinematography is interesting and fun and everything. thing. And, like, uh, I really like, like, um, all the small references that they're doing. is actually quite funny. <laughs> like, uh, with the Illuminantes or something. I was just like, oh, Illuminantes, I know what you're doing. And then, like, uh, they, they did a reference to Kingo also, I think. Like, they were like, oh, I like Kingo Senior or something gotcha. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, oh, yes, all right. And then um, the guy that did the interrogation is, I think he was the Spider Man, the same guy. Yep. Interrogating yep, Spider Man, right? Yep. So like, yeah, it's so fun. You know, just these small little references, nothing 
like hardcore, you know, it's just, just oh, oh look, lol, you know, I, I know where that's from. So it's really fun. And uh, also how they are uh, leading with the bangle, you know, they're saying that it was her great-grandmother or something that um, had the bangle. And like, uh, yeah, it's giving like just enough information, you know, it's not too much until uh, I'm like, oh, oh, give me more or, or too little until I'm like, I need to know. So it's they're giving like a very nice amount of information about the bangle. And also it's it's just fun to see her trying to save somebody and the CGI with, with the bangle powers and everything uh it's it's quite nice. It's very nice. So like uh yeah, I'm really vibing with the show. It's very chill and I like it chill. Saving the shooting. Yeah. It's very nice chill. You don't need anything to end the world. And we always say like, oh, I want Marvel to expand. But honestly, sometimes what we need is just comfort food like this, right? I think that's how I would describe it. Uh, Fez, you I think are the most enthusiastic about that show. This show, so the episode two, make it. Is it better than the last one? Is it? Yeah. How are you feeling? What Ooh, are you thinking? It's, it's the same feeling as the first one. I actually really, really love this episode a lot. There's actually, I don't actually have any negatives for this episode. I mainly the main thing I love about how come come, um I also just like seeing her go through everyday life and hanging out with her friends and her crush and it's I love to see their good friendships I think it's one of the stars of the show um love the family dynamic I love the line of not just Kamala community and just overall I just love how lighthearted the show is and how youthful and relatable the show is and also show how being at and being at that age we are naive as teenagers but overall i i love i still love the show a lot i uh, i have one th- two two things to say the first one is uh, as a muslim I, I i never thought you know representation is genuinely really nice like it is nice to see mm-hmm. mubarak being celebrated it is nice to see people at a mosque in a positive mm. light that's number one like uh, so if anyone says repetition doesn't matter then uh, I don't know something I don't know just, just enjoy it it's nice to feel seen but for me I think a thing that struck out to me the most I don't know why I just repeated myself but it was how they juxtaposed the lightness and levity that this show kind of has you know it's a teeny teeny comedy draw sort of thing but then there's a lot of darkness that they do not shy away from and I think Part of that is, you know, at, at most stories, what makes them really powerful is kind of the emotional truths of the matter, like the, the reality of the situation. So I think there's two bits. The first one would be the partition, you know, uh, the British mess up everything, the whole situation with India and Pakistan, just their experiences with that and becoming an immigrant family. I was like, damn, this is powerful. And the second part that added a lot of darkness that really stuck with me was the bit where what's her face uh the fbi were like oh let's go investigate the mosque but don't investigate it too hard because the fbi are going ham or something like that and i was like oh damn that really does yeah <laughs> wait what's your laughing about what's so far okay face is having the we'll cut this out but face is having the time of life but oh sorry my point was just like the juxtapositioning of the realities of being a Muslim and the realities that face Indian slash Pakistani families as a result of colonization is some really powerful stuff. And also another point that I just thought of, I'm like, Bruno, my brother, I feel so bad for you. He is down bad, bro. Kamala does not like you. She's off with Kamran, bro. 
I'm, I'm just, that that make me. I'm like Bruno. I I see you, brother. Go to Caltech. Oh, and I I see you. I'm bidding your position, my man. Get out of there. She does not. She she like has a friend. Okay, you you shall you are in the friend zone, my brother. And oh. there is no escaping that. Okay, Mr. Bruno. And I yeah, it makes me really sad. I do hope he gets off to Caltech or whatnot. I do have another point to ask everyone, but uh, wait, was Fez laughing because of something related to this show or? Was it just in general? Okay, well, we'll get that. We'll get to the bottom of that much later. But who do you guys think is bad in the show? Do you think it's Bruno? Do you think it's Kamran? Uh, Kamran. Or is it America? Kamran, Kamran. definitely. Sus. I think Kamran smooth. also. <laughs> yeah. smooth, Kamran. Okay. Well, we shall see next week. Does anyone have anything else? Oh, the, not no. oh, like the F in that FBI. The FBI thing. is definitely bad. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I, I think that yeah. But uh, Bruno definitely not bad. I think maybe he'll. He's just gonna be chill. I don't know. Hopefully everything's cool with him. Anyway, no, but let's Bruno start. is like the nice guy, ma. He's a nice guy, so I yeah, think but like, yeah, he should, should be cool. Thing, I don't you know, because no, for he me, he might be really tempted ominous. or something, but like he he won't do anything, like, he won't. <laughs> I, No, I think here's the thing for me. The ominous thing about the whole thing is at the end of the trailer, if you guys remember, it has like Miss Marvel staring at. She's sitting on a lamppost alone, staring at the skies, right? So, to me, I'm just like, okay, where's, where's her homie there? You know what I mean? Where's so, her homie? <laughs> where's something, he at? Definitely, something definitely is going on. But I'm excited to see Sean Revel. I am as excited to see this episode as the next episode of Obi-Wan. But honestly, I would say the best show on TV right now is The Boys. But I'm not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully something good happens next week. Anywho... Jurassic World Dominion, something that Jang and Fez watch. Dino go chomp chomp the movie. Actually, we can oh, go full yeah. spoilers, but I did not know that that guy was Dodson until after the movie, and I think they should have doubled down on that because that would have been a nice cohesive piece. And they don't really even act like the same character. But let's uh, let's go with Jang first. Do you have any thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion? I like the way you phrased it, <laughs> the showcase. <laughs> Yeah, it's a showcase. To me, it's just a dinosaur showcase movie. <laughs> it's just like, oh, remember this dinosaur? What about this one? And it's like, oh, we have a new one. We merged two of them together. <laughs> Look at this. Check this out. And then like, yeah, it was just montage after montage. It just felt like a montage. The whole movie felt like a montage just with, you know, like, um, especially like the, uh, when that, uh, uh what do they call the bird Hippolyte dinosaur? Thomas? The, the bird dinosaur, the, the one that took down the plane. Yeah, the pterodactyl. When it took down the the um plane, then Claire had to hide from the Wolverine one that you call that you call that you call oh, it a dinosaur the Wolverine. the Wolverine. Yeah. So it's like check out this new one. Okay. And then we go over to Chris Pratt and and they're fighting like uh like some weird feather velociraptor thingy. So like I have no idea what's going on there. So like um yeah, it just felt like a, a montage and uh I really did not like the villain. <laughs> like he's just so annoying. Uh I, I think me and Momo we, we were joking about it, it's just Richard Parker. <laughs> it's Richard <laughs> Parker like angry. <laughs> like <laughs> like Richard Parker super angry. So um yeah, and he's just raging at like the park going down and I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> and then the- of course he's gonna get eaten, right? <laughs> Oh, he's gonna get eaten. It's, it's, it's no question. That, that's what happens to all of them. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, I mean, just, it's, 
it, like it was a nice montage. Like like it was a nice montage with all the dinosaurs and everything. But at the same time, it was a montage. So you're just watching like oh this one next and this one next and then oh yes this next. But um, I mean to be a bit more positive, I did like the nostalgia in it. The nostalgia was nice. Like um, oh the one that really got me was the can from the first film. You know that that can that um, uh, what was it? Dennis, Dennis from the first Dennis movie. Andrew. He used that to. Dennis. Yeah, he used to get the the embryo the stuff. Yeah, so so like um. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The embryo. It's just like nothing like um I think uh, scenes like you know I don't know why just for the laws but I was just like uh, even like references to Jurassic World with like Chris Pratt putting up the hands even though it's even though it's much bigger dinosaurs it's always just put up the hand bro <laughs> so like <laughs> exactly it doesn't matter what it is just use the head <laughs> so like uh yeah the nostalgia was good seeing the old cast was good but. Overall, it felt like a montage of dinosaurs. So you in very did you, eh. did you enjoy it? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I couldn't decide. It was like I came out of the cinema like, oh, that was nice. But at the same time, where did I? Why did I get out of there? I just saw different dinosaurs. <laughs> so like, yeah. I mean, if you if you bring kids to it, a brilliant movie. <laughs> like like. I They're agree. gonna think it. And I know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, like all the things needed for like uh, fun. It's the internet. Yes, it's. Uh, I, I do. If I had to choose, I do wish Colin Trevorrow did this uh, episode 9 instead of J.J. Uh, Abrams. But, uh, Fez, do you have any thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion? Yeah, I so many you... thoughts. That's why I kept laughing. <laughs> I, I saw you gave like a four star review, I think, and I was like, no, "Did you know it was Dodson?" I don't know why. I, that to me is just a mind blowing. I thing. gave like, it forty percent on the box because I don't know. Like the thing I kept laughing about is Peter Parker. Like, why is he in this movie? I don't know why he's in this movie. It's just like the worst villain I've seen is a combination of directing, acting, and writing. Like, who was like this is a good I don't know. I didn't. I thought, now looking back at it, I just finding it so funny. I remember I was just pissed off. I'm like, this is lazy, but my, my god, god, this was comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy moment of the action. It's honestly just like a mindless action blockbuster that keeps you entertained, kind of. But personally, I found the first half of the movie very dry and slow and predict with predictable action scenes. I didn't care about. I also really don't like Maisie, like, in the first half. She's literally just throwing a fit and finding out who she is. I don't like her as... I don't like her character personality, and I just find her really unfriendly. So that's why I I was just very thrown off for the first half. And Dr. Henry is a very pathetic character. He just acts all <laughs> sad and regretful <laughs> in the beginning and the end. So very nice. Uh I don't know about you guys, but I hated the dialogue in this movie. It was very flat, very unnatural and boring. It was so uninteresting, not interesting and not engaging. I think it's the worst dialogue I've heard in ages. It really is. And the cinematography wasn't appealing or interesting to look at. I just kept looking off screen, to be honest. And 
I don't I found the action scenes boring and cliche like Jurassic Park is known for the nail intense fighting scenes like my favorite scene in Jurassic Park is definitely um the raptors in the kitchen because that was yes. so intense and it really kept me off the edge of my seat but and Jurassic Park just then the movie like it feels so different and innovative from the way it's shot and written and directed and the technical aspect is so different and unique even though shot in the 1990s it really like this Jurassic World and the second movie completely failed is literally just a copy and paste of things we've seen before and it was just boring and flat but there were good things I mean I did like the second because the action was good and fun I love the personalities like Kayla and Ramsey um, it was great seeing the chemistry between the OG cast and the new cast I would say like if people are a fan of like the old cast of the Jurassic World, yeah, do watch it, but don't get your hopes high because they keep going back and forth with the old and new cast. And just honestly go in for mindless entertainment and Peter Parker's dad. <laughs> no, I think the dumbest thing about him is Richard Parker in the film is like, it's like, remember that weird part where he's like, oh, I need a snack. Remember? <laughs> He goes no. Like, goes like, no, the worst one was his failed acting in the movie. No, the one where he a- acted that, like, he knew that Jeff Goldblum was behind it, so oh. he acted on the acting. <laughs> so bad. I, I will say I like when Jeff Goldblum called him a rat-faced bastard. <laughs> that was that was the highlight of the movie for me. Uh, I, I, but do you not like Jurassic World, the first one? The no, one I do love. No, the, I love. I love the first one a lot. No, I sorry, Jurassic it's... World, not Park. Yes, yes, Jurassic World. I really did oh. like 20, the 2015, 2015 one a lot. Yeah, because it was kind of refreshing. And like, I think it was the first one after like, there weren't that many dinosaur movies. And there like, really yeah, there aren't really any. <laughs> but the fact that it came out and it was refreshing that it was a theme park and there was more hype. And the action scenes were good. I really liked the first one a lot. I was very disappointed with the second one and this one. I would, uh, for me, okay, let's just quickly go through the three movies. I think Jurassic World, the first one, is genuinely like a 9 out of 10. Yeah. I think mm. because it is very Force Awakening, before, I guess <laughs> six months before The Force Awakens comes out. I, do I have any issues with the movie? I don't remember anything, but it generally is a lot of fun, and I think it has a lot of thematic oomph, you know? I think about the last fight a lot, and I did rewatch it after this movie, because this movie, the fight, the final dinosaur fight, has no meaning whatsoever, you know what I mean? It's just like, monster go step step, but then, <laughs> monster go chomp chomp. But at least in the first film, Jurassic World, you at least sort of had this thematic uh, true line of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what was I looking for? Sorry. The, the, the GMO dinosaurs, you know, where they splice the DNA and whatnot, and then they mixed it together with, you know, so it's the fake dinosaurs versus the real dinosaurs. So that through line, at least it had some thematic heft. That's what I meant in my mini review. But the second one I thought was just really dumb and kind of infuriating. This one I thought at least the action scenes were far better and it was less infuriating. So those are my t- quick thoughts on the three movies. And Monsieur Jang, just quickly, what do you think of this Jurassic World trilogy? Uh, same as you. The first one was good. Um, the only problem is a super nitpicky thing, but it always annoys me at the end of the movie. Um, you you know that guy, um, the one that wore the original Jurassic Park shirt in the control room, and he stayed back to help like Claire open the 
the, uh, the he's that guy yeah. in the other films that we've seen before but I can't yeah, remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that yeah. Guy, yeah that guy he, how did he get out <laughs> because the last thing we saw was him in the control room and that's it oh. like I was looking for him like in the evacuation center just like maybe they did put him there or something to show that he got out but he, I, <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me so much I'm just like that guy who was a lad he helped everyone but like what happened to him that guy who tried to make a move on that girl yeah yeah that guy yeah, yeah. and not only that like at the end of the movie they also showed the T-Rex roar, roaring like on top of the control center where the guy <laughs> so I'm like oh no <laughs> what happened to him but uh, yeah just that nitpicky thing other than that the first one is yeah 9 out of 10 really good film the second one um i kind of like rewatched here and there there are a few things that are nice but overall it's just it just doesn't work yeah and and how they try to switch they try to do that switch in the middle of the movie from like you know like a very grand and then do a more horror style thing going on like yeah i can i see what they tried to do but didn't work well. <laughs> nice try. You tried. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> it was a good try. And Jurassic then... World Fallen Kingdom. You tried. <laughs> 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 exactly. And like I found I found Maisie really annoying in the second one. And she's less yes. annoying in this third one, but still annoying. Annoying. <laughs> still annoying. I don't know what I don't know what she did, but <laughs> she's just very annoying. And uh yeah, so this this third one I think just the nostalgia and the montage of dinosaurs, the, the sheer volume of dinosaurs, dinosaurs is the only thing carrying the, <laughs> the movie because in terms of arc, like especially when Fez said about Henry, I just realized Henry is the only one who like got some sort of redemption after he solved the, the locust problem. <laughs> Everyone else just kind of did their own thing. Even when um um Dr. Grant and um uh Ellie said when, when they got together at the end, like they finally got together in the end. I I don't know why yeah. it's just yeah, it's just yay, you know, it's just like all right. <laughs> you know, it's, it wasn't satisfying or like finally, yeah. you know, it's just like okay, okay, you guys together now, nice, <laughs> you know, so like it just wasn't that satisfying and especially the story about locusts. I mean like Jurassic really locusts. Jurassic Locus. <laughs> like, what's the point? I, I, I mean, like, there's dinosaurs all around the world. Is that not the problem? <laughs> the locust is the problem. <laughs> yes, but yeah, and then they're explaining here, yeah, food chain thing. Yes. So, makes sense. But, uh, yeah, just, I, I think uh, Momo, you said it right. It's just less infuriating. Less infuriating <laughs> than, the sec- than the rise of Skywalker. The, the second one. Yeah. Oh, the second one. Yeah. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> So like yeah, like <laughs> it kind I, of I follows have... the formula with Star Wars though, with like Force Awakens, then Last Jedi, and then Rise of Skywalker. For for me lah, like you know the first one really good, second one I go, and then the third one like okay lah. Yeah, you um, like the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, so no, I'm just I don't like. I'm just like all right. <laughs> I'm just like fine. I think about that <laughs> movie not... at night and get mad. <laughs> I'm just, I, I think we want to talk about. If you want to talk about laziness, like, obviously this film's another example of, like, you kind of went this route, okay. You know, there's something very interesting yeah. about dinosaurs running amok in the world that we still don't really get. And obviously the whole thing at the end of, like, yeah, we're all good at the end. We're all holding hands with the dinosaurs singing Kumbaya. That feels very lazy. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm like, 
Okay, whatever. I guess. Uh, um, what is it? Two hours, twenty minutes. That seems like a decent oh, yeah. time for this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, and also like, remember Blue. Remember Blue. Oh yeah, my god! What scene. happened? I liked it. Blue. <laughs> no, he was just at the beginning and the end, and like Chris you Pratt got me just so went to get that's noise. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> it, it was such a by the way thing. I was just like. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Oh yeah, you promised the blue to get the baby. But okay, yes, go and get it. <laughs> Why not? And it was just a uh, by the way, like, hey, uh, uh, Doctor Grant, can you come with me, Maisie? Also, come, 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 come. And- we go and get Raptor. Come, come, come. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, I just realized I, I think I don't like it. <laughs> but- the, the same thing with Raptor Skywalker for me. The more you talk about it, the more you kind of. We hate it. Yeah, the more you realize, like, oh. <laughs> That was a, in the words of Jeff Goldblum, that was a steaming pile of shit. That's a steaming pile of shit, like in the first one. I don't know, I still think, I watched it in 4DX, so I think a lot of it is clouded by the thing. I, I genuinely felt it was exciting as hell when, like, Claire was, like, parachuting and the seats were like, oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, this is really a perfect 4D movie. 4DX yeah. movie. Perfect mm. showcase movie. Well, uh, I guess this this saga is over. Yippee! We have, uh, let's just uh, have a time a bit just for reflection. And we have reached the one year anniversary and 63 Woo! episodes later of this show. I think, should I go first or should I go last? Yeah, go first. Go okay. first. <laughs> okay, so what did I write here? I wrote, moi, moi, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, this has always been, uh, you know, starting a podcast i'm going to stop using the word genuinely because i keep on <laughs> using that word nowadays but this has always been a passion project that i've talked about for a long time and like i wanted to start a sort of film podcast i think five years ago maybe six years ago wow. as like a dumb kid and also i've <laughs> even tried a different podcast in like 2020 that i've shelved we, we did record one session but we had to shelve it for reasons because i don't think it should see the light of day but uh, I think the best things do take time. The best ideas, you know, you can't rush uh, a finale of a film, you know, like write a conclusion without a plan. And lo and behold, last year, I think it's because uh, Mr. Jang wanted avenues to make money. <laughs> that, that's why this podcast started, because Jang was hunting for money. He, I think he watched a video about finding revenue streams and was like, oh, we can make a show, we can monetize it and make money. Yeah, and but then, that didn't work, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, 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 but. Uh, I'll come back to that later. Alright, come down. And we literally said before, Loki, fuck it, let's make a podcast. And we did, and we assembled Fez. And I can't remember how Fez came onto the scene. It was probably Jang who asked, right? Mm, Jang, yes. Jang probably asked, like, you want to do podcast? And then Fez probably said, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I believe we called Mel, who's no longer with us, like six hours before. Um, oh, yeah. You text me and you were just like, oh, by the way, Mel is coming. I'm like, okay. Yeah, she, 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 she likes Loki, innit? So we'll put her in. And then a year later, we've made 63 episodes. And I think they are pretty good shows. We've had some excellent shows and offered, I think, incredibly valid criticisms of films. But more importantly, this has always been just incredibly fun. And, you know, some people who aren't with us anymore, but we'll just say thank you because... Um, integral parts of the show especially for Mel in the very beginning who came from the world of podcasting and showed mm-hmm. us some tricks and really helped yeah. with setting the direction uh, and then also Eason who was here for a short time he did help some energy in the midst of what if <laughs> so thank you to that but I think <laughs> my 
big dump thanks to the two individuals in this film. And we're gonna start off with Fez, who prior to this I would say we were probably decent acquaintances slash friends, you know, we kind of knew each other that but uh Jack put us together because he couldn't stand me talking about the Mandalorian so he's like Me too, he couldn't stand me talking about the Mandalorian too. <laughs> and so it's like time to combine <laughs> time to <laughs> And from his hatred a friendship was born and I'm happy to say that after a year and sixty three episodes later, I would consider uh you first one of my closer friends and Aww. also because I think you add a much needed perspective to the show or a voice if you will, uh that not o- is not only extremely articulate but incredibly passionate about Aww. things that hit close to home, be it character arcs and Asian representation, <laughs> and uh, extremely unique in the world of 7 billion voices. Uh, and also, Aww. 63 episodes means that there were 63 Instagram posts. <laughs> 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 and also, don't forget a dozen other TikTok reels slash Instagram, mm. Instagram shorts that have performed beyond our wildest dreams. And not only have you designed the template for us, but the consistency in posting throughout the year uh, at a time when you were probably uh, stressing out about the D word, uh, it just means dissertation, and, uh, you know, ac- a- academics. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I wrote for Jang. Jang, Jang, Jang. Yeah. <laughs> jang, Jang, Jang. This show would not exist ultimately without you. Oh, I think wow. the initial thing that you put forth, number one. Uh, the second bit is you actually created the name of the show. That was always a hard uh, bit. And you're like, yeah, I just got it. What do you think? And you're like, fuck it, that's strenuous. And also the logo that still stands to this day, made in Adobe, I believe, yeah. on some iPad app. But <laughs> I think uh, the, the thing that stuck, sticks out to me the most about this show is what we've done is we sort of taken our friendship that is talking about films, TV, and put it out for the world to enjoy. And on some level, some some people have enjoyed it. Not a lot, but out there <laughs> in the grand internet space, people have responded to the dialogues that we have and the unique perspective and voices that we offer. And also what ultimately started out as an avenue to try and make uh, money, as you said, didn't turn out so well, has actually more so turned into a platform that we found to be incredibly fun just to show up on a week-to-week basis for us to catch up as we lead incredibly uh, busier lives as we do other things and we can't, you know, often play as much as we used to, but this is a way for us to sort of uh, share it with the public as well as catch up as friends. So the, the point of this is just thank you to Fez and Jeng and also to the audience for one one point five k listens, which is quite a lot for oh, an wow. show that we've grown aggressively advertised. So if, if someone is even sticking around here, thank you. Uh, for and here's to the many many years to come as we talk about uh, all the movies and TV shows to come. And hopefully, Star Wars Celebration gives us. Rest classes, but does anyone have any other points? Wants to go with Jang or Fez? Who wants to go first? Jang, do you want to go first? I'm very curious to know what he thinks. <laughs> oh yeah, what I think. Well, okay, just a little insight. Why it's called what you think is <laughs> because um, it, I I think I told you Momo. I was watching a lot of Uncle Roger back at that time, and there was one where he just goes, "What do you think?" <laughs> just shouting oh. at the guy. So because of that, um, yeah, I thought, why not? 
what do we think? <laughs> and like, yeah, just like Momo said, it's I just like doing this pod. At, at first, it was like he said I wanted to find money, <laughs> but then like I just realized that it's it's just a nice excuse to to you know just meet up with my closest friends, you know, and just talk about movies. It's like just just to find a. Just yeah, like Momo said, we got all got our own stuff. We're all doing our own things. We are we are in different countries. We are always like so busy. So like this is just a nice reason to get together every week just for the lols, you know, and talk about movies and just like yeah, what do we think, you know? So like yeah, and uh, I have to thank uh, Momo for carrying. Like uh, he's been carrying uh, when Mel uh. Mel used to do the editing and stuff like that, and Momo did the posting. But Momo had to uh, after Mel left. Momo did everything. Yeah, he's, he's the editor. He's the yeah. he's the poster. He's the organizer. He just get yeah. He organizes every week. Uh, oh, and and Fess also organizes like <laughs> so like yeah. And uh, oh, for Fess, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's our chat. Most of the time, it's like oh. <laughs> But and uh, yeah, fast for all the posts and all the Instagram stuff and the reels and everything. Very, very power, very, very nice, very, very consistent. It's super nice. And yeah, just real fun. It's been real fun, you know. Just uh <laughs> Whoa, why are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing you you mentioned about the money, right? And I just couldn't help but think we've actually lost money on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's try to, to boost things. We even had like a domain hosting initiative. I think I refunded that, but I think technically we lost money on the show. I guess. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> let's go. But yeah, I mean, no, but it's it's to to me like the 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 purpose of the podcast changed very early on, and it just became you know just a reason to talk to you guys. <laughs> Yeah. And and do you want to round us off with what you think about this show? What I think. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I'm just so grateful to have a platform to share my thoughts. I always wanted to do a podcast similar to Momo, but I never had the guts because I'm always so invested in TV shows and movies and I want people to hear my unasked opinion (laughs) about it. I think similar to what Momo and Jang said, uh, it's not been easy, guys. Like, you know, I, I'm not just speaking for me, but I'm speaking for Momo and Jang also that when uni started, it's not been easy. Like, what, like not just uni, but like just life, social, family, like errands. Like, it's just not, it's not been easy to juggle recording and for me writing detailed notes so that you guys can have insightful thoughts and juggling it all with all these things so that was quite hard at first but you know what at the end of the day it was worth it to hang out with these guys um it definitely did this platform and this podcast definitely helped boost my confidence I think even if you I think for a lot of people if you just talk to me once or if you know me or just see me I think people might be shocked that I'm doing this because I'm always the quiet kid at the back of the classroom very reserved so the fact that this podcast has allowed me to improve my confidence and kind of be confident more about my interest in Marvel and Star Wars I think I just cannot I'm just more happy with myself 
if that makes sense. Um, my thank yous um, are definitely to you guys because um, you guys started it and had the idea. And thank you guys for considering and inviting me to be one of the hosts. I always thought when Jang ask i would be a guest and that's it i did not expect to be in 63 episodes but yeah but you two in particular like thank you guys for making me feel comfortable and allowing to be myself without feeling judge and also thank you guys for me be creative in coming up with animated reels um i can't wait to see what the future holds for us Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to address it right now. So if you have... Do you guys still do seasons in what you think? Season 1, Season 2, Season 3? The weekly era. The weekly era. Yeah. Okay, so if you remember in Season 1, like, uh, you, we, we do recall that we did rotate in the hosting. Uh, uh, Momo hosted a lot. I hosted one, which is Suicide Squad. But there's one person here who has not hosted. <laughs> and he has got away with it for a, a year. So I did not expect so like in the yeah, so I'm called it's not his his name starts with J and G. So I'm looking forward to Jang hosting at least one episode. One episode You know what? I have some I have some thoughts. Uh my on the turntable and uh, I also announced that next week we are next week is gonna be our last episode for two weeks. So we're gonna go on a slight hiatus because uh, let you know th- these kids have worked hard enough. <laughs> and then we'll come back for Thor. But uh, you know, you know, Fez brought up a good point. This fucker has got away with it. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Now, considering that Jang finishes his academics next Wednesday, he shall host the next episode before we go on a break. <laughs> oh no! no! <laughs> you better do Yay. it because we promised these people, Jang. You better do it. I was so smooth for this whole year. I got away with it for one year nicely. <laughs> if you guys want to know a fact, like me and Jang originally didn't want to host it, and we were fine with Momo hosting it, but then I wanted to try it, so it was cool. So then when I did it, like it was yeah. fun, and then Jang. Jang texted, Jang texted me privately, being like, "What did you do?" Yeah, she turned <laughs> me into the minority. Time for you to shine. Mm-hmm. No, no time like the present. Next week it is Jang show. I'm gonna keep, it's really hard for me to keep quiet. But I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna wait until I'm prompted to speak. Me too. <laughs> me okay, too. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> I mean, I think part of it is also the consist. The aspect to me that's most fascinating is just consistency, and I think it's a skill that it's hard to sort of pick up on or something. Or you got to be consistent to pick up the skill of consistency. And I'm happy to say that skill of consistency was picked up because I felt accountable to these individuals and these uh, our uh-huh. audience. So consistency uh-huh. is one hell of a job. Yeah, and uh, shout out to the audience if they are yeah. consistent as well and watch us consistently. Like, 
Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without an audience, and I think at some point when we do see an uptick in views, we're like, oh shit, people like us, and it, it is incredibly validating. But it, it's a win-win. We do it for ourselves, and we do it for you guys. And I guess with that, <laughs> the next episode, the next final episode of what you think before we go on hiatus for two weeks, uh, hosted by Mr. Jang. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode and bye-bye. Thank Goodbye. you guys. Welcome.